This is Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast hosted by Maggie Levitt. Hi, it's me. Welcome to Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast, a podcast that grows through Taylor Swift's entire musical catalog. I bet you're waiting to hear me say chronologically, but not this time. With the release of Midnight's, I decided to break with tradition for season three of the podcast. So today we will be discussing our initial reactions, feelings, and favorite tracks from Taylor Swift's newly released Midnight's. But before we dive into the monthly breakdowns for this episode, we really need to reintroduce and introduce for the first time some of our Starbucks lovers. Joining me today are Arzu. Hello. Meredith. Hey there. Norhal. Hello there. And for the very first time, Geese. Hi. Thank you all so much for joining me on this fun little breaking from tradition and doing something completely different and brand new. So we can get like all of these raw, like first reactions to this album, which feels really fitting considering this album kind of harkens back to a lot of her earlier albums. And it still kind of feels like we're revisiting these previous eras. So since the last time we had an episode, there has been so much more than just Midnight's dropping. Uh, she broke records. She became the first artist in history to claim the top all top 10 spots on the Billboard Hot 100, which is like insane. Yes. And I think all of us are responsible, responsible <laughs> yes. for making that, that happen. Correct. Yes, 100%. I listened to Midnight's like every day for a week, like all day, just on loop. My mom was like so tired of hearing it. <laughs> I'm she still kept... listening to it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I'm not listening to it, her songs are playing. So like the is Midnight's. Like it's just constantly playing at this point. Yeah. Anti-Hero and Bejeweled are constantly playing my head, especially because Bejeweled, that dance the little dance that TikTok came up with, like just constantly on loop in my brain, like permanently seared in there. And it's just like, it's so great to see that she's still breaking records because if you, you know, watched her documentary a few years ago, like she thought like Lover was like her last chance and like all of this. And it's just, it's so joyous to see that she is still breaking records, even though she was up against some tough competition the day that Midnight's dropped. Uh, and I saw a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah, no, that band's going to, like, out charter. And I'm like, never bet against Taylor Swift. It's it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Never. Like, yeah. we're not going to let her not be number one, at least for a little while. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, as exciting as Midnight's is, I think the most exciting thing um, is the Eras tour. <laughs> Yeah, she's back. She's touring. Uh, We're all going to be fighting to the death on Tuesday, uh, the 15th. Yes, Tuesday, the 15th uh, to get those tickets tomorrow. Fan verification at the time that we're recording this is going to come out. So like, hopefully by the time you listen to this, we all have tickets. Uh, But what were your reactions to like finding out that she's doing this like expansive eras tour and like, it, I just I just want to know first reactions to that I live in Canada so I know. <laughs> my reaction was this is going to be a very expensive concert if I decide to go and are you I don't know I'm trying to see because I go in and out of the states to visit people all the time I'm trying to see if any of these dates like line up with a planned visit so far they don't so oh. I'm hoping she'll come north of the border I know every time she adds more dates, I keep hoping that she'll be like Vancouver, Toronto, North American tour, but 
She's like, actually, just the U.S. (laughs) Maybe it'll come out on Disney Plus and I'll live vicariously through the the recording. You know, you say that, but the night that Midnight's dropped, Disney Plus was tweeting about it. And I was like, what are you, what are you guys up to? What is, what is this? Are we getting another long pond session? Oh, yes. Because, like, conspiracy theory, um, what listeners cannot see is that I have the castle from the Bejeweled music video up. And like Long Pond is visible in this landscape. So I feel like that was a clue. Mm. And like, I'm trying not to clown, but we weren't entirely wrong about some of the things we were clowning on before. So just, I think it's coming. It's it's happening. Something's happening uh, with the Disney Plus. Because I think she had a two... Um, a two something deal whether it was like a documentary or like a recording session thing i don't know i just remember there was something about that she had two with disney plus so fingers crossed mm-hmm. something happens soon we get that concert on disney plus yes yes hopefully yes. um she also put out a bunch of variant tracks i keep calling them variants like they're gonna be tracked down by the tva um <laughs> for real though <laughs> Yes, the Hill Swift agenda jumps out again. I, I understood the reference. Yes. Um, <laughs> I bought all of them. I don't know if you all did. Um, because I, I'm still in the mindset of reputation. Um, how many of you did Rep Tour? I did. Okay, so just Arzu and Geese, did you say you did as well? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? That was no, the okay. only concert I saw was Reputation. Yeah, it's the only concert I saw as well. And do you remember the pre-sale for that? You had to do a bunch of things to get yourself bumped up higher in the Ticketmaster waiting list? My tickets were actually a gift. Okay. I got very Whoa. lucky with this. I found out I was going a week before the concert. And I just showed oh, up. Okay, so well, aren't you lucky? So cool. I had a fight to the death um during rep era you had to like change your facebook profile picture to like the rep tour thing um you had to watch the music videos like multiple times a day you had to stream for a certain number of hours like there were so many things you had to do and it would just like inch you up the list so i after i got that email um because i accidentally bought like six versions of midnights um (laughs) And none of which, none of which have the Target exclusive on them. Um, But I accidentally bought that. And then I got an email from the like Taylor store or whatever saying that like I got a bonus for the fan verification. So every time she dropped one of these tracks this week, I was like, purchase, 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 purchase. And then I bought a bunch of stuff from the, the holiday store because I'm like, this feels suspicious that all of these like things are happening. So I bought all of those um, variants. They are special. Um, I can't say they're better than Antihero, um, but I, I do, you know, appreciate the bleachers. Jack Antonoff. It's fun. I, I have a hot take and it's coming in. I me. prefer Art Bros over Sexy Baby. I like the bleachers version better. Um, I do like the Art Bros. I, I wish that there was like a mashup of the art bros and the rest of it. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sold on the rest of their like additional dialogue, but I do like art bros slightly better than sexy baby. <laughs> I I think it's also the combination of just some of the, like the, the music choices that they make with the bleachers version that just like mm-hmm. hit me. And it also will get into like my favorite tracks of as to why, but it sounds like one of my favorite songs off of midnight. So okay. like, it added something extra to me like, ooh, 
I've, I vibe like that. Uh, so. <laughs> I love that. My mom preferred the dance remix. Um, uh, Cause my mom thinks midnights is really drippy as she calls it. She doesn't really like folklore evermore either. She like her era is rep era. So anything that's like much more upbeat, like Antihero was already like, she liked it, but she's like, oh, the dance remix. This is what I like. I like it. It's so much more upbeat. Um, it's just so funny to me because I did not picture Antihero becoming the new Willow uh, with a bunch of weird variants to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works. It works somehow. Um and then, of course, she's already only put out two of the three music videos that we know are, like, happening. Um, I was kind of surprised that the third one, which I'm assuming is probably going to be Lavender Haze, hasn't come out. I thought by the time we recorded this, it'd be like, surprise, it actually dropped on the 13th because we're recording today on the 13th. But it hasn't come out yet. And that's the one I'm really excited to see. Uh, so I'm, I'm just curious to see what that music video is going to be. And if she's going to time it with some other kind of release, like maybe an announcement about like 2024 is going to be a world tour. Like, I'm just curious to know what she's holding out with that one for. Like, it, it feels like something must be tied to it. Um, is, her birthday is in a month, right? Yeah. December, December 13th. December I wonder 13th. if she's just going to drop a whole bunch of stuff on her birthday or in like the lead up to her birthday. I so my conspiracy theory brain <laughs> this was going to come out in the next conversation like the next topic I had on our, our bullet points for today uh, because of the, like the whole EMAs thing and the fact that people think that her dress today looks very reputation I'm like what mm-hmm. if she gives us a gift for her birthday <laughs> and she gives us the rest of the re-records whoa that would because be disgusting I feel I would like die. right that would be great the and fandom can't handle it. Because this is the thing that's so confusing is that there's been clues for all of them. Like if like nobody's wrong and they're like thinking what's coming next because they're all there. They're all being teased. We've got so many like enchanted and speak now and like very blatant like very blatant callbacks to speak now. But then we also have her dressing very reputation era. Like mm-hmm appearances that she's had is very Reptor like inspired and I, it just makes sense before kicking off the Eras tour that she would have all of her albums out and like think about all the merch that they could sell like I already yes. felt like the fact that they confirmed that the lover house each of the rooms is one of her like eras and the fact mm-hmm. that they confirmed that on the store with the holiday merch drop like gave me chills because like it hadn't truly been confirmed even though we kind of like already knew and then with the eras tour like think of all the merch they'll be able to sell for like each of the eras and like they'll be able to sell like maybe special edition tour versions of taylor's version you know (laughs) something like reputation taylor's version tour version like she loves her little you know add-ons the yeah (laughs) add-ons i just i just wonder like it feels like that could be coming yeah. and she yeah. would be that kind of person be like it's my birthday so i wanted to give all of you a gift please <sighs> which brings me to like another theory that i've seen um which is kind of a downer but kind of an upper as well like a lot of people are theory like theorizing that this could be like her last tour for a while because it is eras and it feels very like closing a chapter 
-hmm. Like she Mm -hmm. now owns all of her music again. She's produced like three albums that are very different. And now she's like in her thirties and like in a committed relationship for a long time. Like this is usually when people want to settle down and like get married and have kids and like, is this like a farewell tour that we don't know it's a farewell tour yet like i've seen this theory bounced around on tiktok and i would love to know y'all's thoughts that wouldn't shock me at all yeah yeah it kills me a little bit also i think she's already married so i'm of the mindset that (laughs) like i wouldn't be surprised like right before the tour comes out or something she's like yeah we've been married for like a year or something like it yeah. just wouldn't surprise me and i do kind of like the fa- i love that this is an eras tour because mm-hmm. like i love folklore and evermore so much like yes i wanted to be able to like have that too so if this is the closing of a chapter for a while like i i think this is the way to do it to just mm-hmm. celebrate all of it and to show like I did it. I re-recorded all of my stuff. You've been so supportive of me. Like, what a way to 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 take a break after this, if that's mm-hmm. what's happening. Um, but it's Taylor. I feel like she's she's already like Kevin Feige. She's already planned out the next ten years of like, <laughs> oh yeah, like Facebook and Facebook. She's exactly. planned out like everything. Yes, and I think that okay, it's ten albums, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, okay, ten. And she's she could take a hiatus and then come back and reinvent and bring another gender stronger than a '90s trend. Exactly. Yeah. So she she uh, that gives herself flexibility to if she wants to settle down, do another stuff, and then comes come come back later with maybe the same uh, gender start gender start and stay on on pop or move to another one. Who knows. Hear me out. Yes. We think the Lavender Hayes video is next. Mm -hmm. We also think she and Joe are married. We We also know Joe wrote the Lavender, co-wrote Lavender Hayes. What if the video is the announcement of that? Be it like a mock wedding or like wedding pictures in there. Like what if that's how they do it? Can you imagine? That would be fantastic. Nobody would survive. No. Nobody would survive. But. I have chills just thinking about it. All right. It's there's like so much finality in like the the concept of the eras tour. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, no. And then I was like, wait, like the house is complete. She has all of her tracks. Like she's in the longest relationship she's ever been in. She seems to finally have like a really good with the exception of some fans, like a really good relationship with fans. Mm-hmm. Um, like it it feels like a good time to like go out on a high note for a while and then come back mm-hmm. in a while and it pains me to think about that like it genuinely pains me but it almost seems like it would be a good time for it you know mm-hmm. I don't know it's sad I, I got really sad when I first heard like this theory on TikTok I was like no I can't, this can't be, we can't lose her. How are we going to write fanfics if we don't have new Taylor Swift songs to use? Or maybe, or maybe she wants, I mean, she started last year. She directed. I would love to start. Maybe she's going to move towards that. Also, I think we're going to have more because like, there's still more vault songs to come out. So many. Like, if she drops all of the re-releases at once, 
and we have all of these vaults. That will last us a very long time. <laughs> if she did that, if she dropped all the albums at once, she would be on the entire top 100. Yeah. Like, forget top 10. <laughs> the whole thing this would just be Taylor so Swift. Funny. <laughs> and I'm not I'm- as sad for her because she's going to take all of our money at this point. Oh, yeah. So, so like, she's, she's going out on the high of really, every she has all of our money. Can she buy back Twitter? Oh my gosh, please. Yeah, yeah, we, Taylor Swift. If you yes. release some albums, we could crowdfund that so fast. So yes. Fast. I quote unquote accidentally dropped 120 at the Taylor Swift store this week. And I was like, Maggie, you <gasps> need to buy concert tickets. Do you really need two Christmas ornaments, a coffee mug, and a snow globe? Do you? Do you really need this? Yes. The answer is yes. I did. Yes. <laughs> I've always wanted a snow globe and they had the cottage. And I was like, I need this. This is all I need in my life. And <laughs> pull that up. Pull that up. They have the willow. They have so they have the willow. They have the cottage. They have the vault globe back. There was another globe. I think there's an all too well globe. And then there's a bunch of Christmas ornaments for all of the albums. And I got the I've seen this film before because it's a film reel. And then the typewriter from All Too Well. And then I got the coffee mug that says take it or take it off my desk because wow. I feel like they all were very like filmy writer vibes. Um, and I just apparently wanted to help fund Taylor's retirement. I don't know. Wait, okay, hold on. Film stuff. Here's a theory. What if she's going on hiatus here to start her film career and actually would do love some it. directing? Because it's ten all too ten well would short. love it. Yes. That could be her next phase for a little bit. I'm not mad about it, if that were the case. As of recording, she's won two EMAs for All Too Well, the video. Yes. And she's won two other EMAs as well, but that just felt relevant to bring up right now. Can't wait to Perfect. see her direct Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she, wants, she, she's, she needs to work to, with that EGOT, okay? Yeah. She does. She truly does. Um. And after that, like, somber yet exciting theory that we have, I feel like we need to start talking about Midnight's. Like, just hit off with this No Skips album. (laughs) At first, I thought it was going to have skips. Then it ended up not having any skips for me, and I keep listening straight through. Um, I want to know what your top five tracks are. Who wants to go first? I, I know it's hard to pick. This is the hardest album to pick my favorite. It's so hard. Who... Wait, question, question. Yes. Is this top five off of the original release or the 3M sessions? Because that changes my answer. Let's say yes, it's for both. Okay. Because I okay, know. Because I would I would struggle because some of yeah, my favorite struggle as well. <laughs> yeah. And I have been struggling to try to figure out what the difference is between some of the tracks that are on both. Because the ones on the 3M version are technically longer. But I haven't been able to tell what's different about them. So if anybody has identified the differences, I would love to hear that. But I need a brave volunteer to be the first one to give their top five. Arzu. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. I'll just I'll, – I'll break there the ice go. here. Break the ice. <laughs> um, so I will say with Midnight's, this was an album that was a grower album for me. It wasn't an immediate hit um, when I first listened to it. Um. But I think the more I've listened to it, certain songs have hit better for me. Um, but also, I the songs that are on my top five 
they were they were hits the first time I heard. I might say so, it hits different. It hits different. Um, so my top five off of the album as of now, which my fifth spot kind of changes depending on my mood, but I get to talk about my honorable mention in the music video section, so it's fine. Um, so Mastermind is my favorite song off of the album. Um, it's the 13th song, which is brilliant. And from the moment that I heard the oh, the music of it in the uh, Thursday Night Football preview, I knew I was going to love that song. And I was right. I, I just think it's fantastic. Um, other My other ones off of top five are Sweet Nothing, High Infidelity, You're On Your Own Kid, and would have, could have, should have. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I I have so much to say about would have, could have, should have. And I really wish this was on the original album. Um, but yeah, I I think the second half of her album overall, I loved the most. Um, You're on your own, kid. Just gets me in my feels all the time. Um, High Infidelity, I love that it sounds like a video game. Um, and a lot of her songs have like that kind of uh, feel to it in this. Um, but I could ramble on. But those are my top five as of recording this. I like that. That's a really like good that. combination. I I love Mastermind as well. Um, so now I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to give my five because I did yes. need that extra like couple of minutes to solidify this. This is like choosing like, I don't know fantasy football or something like it takes a while i i've never chosen fantasy football i don't know how it functions but i feel like choosing taylor swift songs are a lot like that uh so i am a basic girly i love anti-hero uh the music video was just chef's kiss um and so that one is on constant repeat also how can you go wrong with mastermind i would love to think of myself as being that smart uh that like that song is just so much fun uh I also just want to cry when I listen to you're on your own kid um and I don't know how many of you are on TikTok but it kills me that people are using that song to be like oh my god look at all of me and my besties I'm like it's not a song about having a big friend group no that this is not a song for you I'm sorry (laughs) that's nice but that you're showing that the exact the exact purpose of this song uh it's for those of us who yeah (laughs) are sad all the time um which brings me to the other song uh furthering my hiddle swift agenda which is midnight rain uh which i am going to take this moment (laughs) to talk about the fact that if you look up the met gala the year they met it rained at midnight that night oh boom and I, I look because I was just like I was laying in bed right at night, and I was just like, I wonder if it rained at the Met Gala. So then I pulled up the weather in New York City on that night, and sure enough, right at midnight was when it said the rain started falling, and I was just like, mm-hmm, okay, I-, I see you, Taylor Swift, I see you. Oh <laughs> but I'm just always here to further my Hiddle Swift agenda. But I still love Joe Alwyn, so my number four is Sweet Nothing. Like, oh. love that song, love the piano remix of it. And my fifth favorite is The Great War. As a World War I girly who literally has a podcast named Petticoats and Poppies, Poppies for 
the great war this song just hit different and i love it so 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 much uh but like meredith when i first listened to this i was like oh i don't know if i how i feel about this album like my initial reaction was like i got up at midnight for this and then i <laughs> kind of let it settle i was honestly i was like i've i've stayed up late for a lot of crazy things in my life but this might have been a mistake and then i listened to it a second time and then the 3 a.m album came out and i listened to that from start to finish to get to the the new tracks and i was like i actually love this album i think i love all the tracks on it but those are my top five who is brave enough to give their top five okay since you mentioned one of my number one my number one i'm, I'm gonna segue onto mine um well my top for my, my number one would be the great war Oh, it's so I good. Love that song, and, and I love the how she uses all this imagery from war to talk about the relationships. Like, oh my god! And I was playing it on guitar, and it sounds beautiful on acoustic. So, ah, it's it was like an immediate favorite. And number two is Vigilante Shit. I love that much. It, when when the album was released, I had to be honest. Uh, I always felt that sometimes things get to your life when you need them the most. Mm -hmm. And the vibe of this album, of course, my introduction to Taylor Swift and her music was folklore, and I love that album. It's one of my favorite albums. But Midnight, it was I get it from the beginning. This vibe was, you know what, unapologetic this is what I am, it's me, I'm the problem, take it or leave it. So Vigilante Shit is, has this vibe like, I dress for revenge, I don't get sad, get even. I, I love that the vibe and uh, number three, Maroon, that was a surprise for me <laughs> because I never thought, I mean, I started listening to it, but when I was playing, I was, I didn't, never thought it was going to get that emotional singing to it but yeah it's beautiful how she takes this story at a relationship from the beginning when it's everything beautiful and such and then it goes changes switches the the gears and yeah i'm basic forest anti-hero yes so good and it's beautiful how she takes all this um dreams and nightmares and yeah owning that i am the problem i have i might have issues but this is me and i tend to root for anti-heroes so yeah yeah I mean, she spoke to us yes yes like hey are you you wrote that song for me excellent and number five be i don't know if it's mm. for the video but i felt like this like yeah i make the whole place shimmer and that weekend i had this conference it was like yeah make the place shimmer come on i don't know <laughs> like this added bonus of self-esteem but but it but it's hard it's like you guys said as of now because maybe you ask me tomorrow and it's gonna be like oh wait a minute because for example sweet nothing it sounds beautiful on piano and each of mm -hmm. the other songs are are fantastic so it, it's a tough choice to be honest i have a question for you about maroon were you a harry and taylor shipper did you like their relationship? Because that song, every time I listen to it, it makes me think of 1989 and their era. It makes me think of them, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, though, 
I have to be honest, my Spotify thinks I am a shipper <laughs> because it's just, ah, this is Sailor Swift. This is Harry Says. Like, what? <laughs> I love that so much. Mm. I also love that the Great War song has taken off because initially it felt like people were kind of iffy on it and seeing more and more people saying they love it has made me really happy. And it's also so funny. I have found her last three albums to feel extremely much like the presence of her time in England. Like I remember the first time I listened to Epiphany, uh, that whole mm-hmm. soldier part at the beginning, like crawling up the beaches. I was like, okay, Normandy, like you are clearly heavily affected by like the world war one imagery and so much of Britain. Yeah. Uh, and then with the great war, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is a girl who has been living in England. And also just like some of her like affectations and the way that she says stuff now, like her music feels like she, she could, she could be a British person singing, like, which yeah. is just so fascinating to me. And it's like seeing this, like from country girl to now she has like a very like yeah. folksy British sound to her music, which I personally love as a, a, a <laughs> reformed anglophile <laughs> i know yeah it's because she loves a london boy she does I know. and yeah she's even mentioned the the puppy in the in the the great war so it's like yeah it's re- actually it's remembrance day sunday yes right? so, yes yeah, well and um at an anti-hero everybody at tea time like that's not an american phrase yeah that's a british <laughs> thing yes which it just it makes me happy as somebody who has tea every day <laughs> love it i have a tea time it's it like two o'clock i have a, a nice little glass of tea with a little bit of milk uh but it's just fun to see that evolution um and i'm sure one day when there's college classes about taylor swift there'll be like a whole section about like her dialistic like linguistic shift in like the, the influences i can already picture it i'm, I'm gonna be so... i'm gonna teach this class i'm gonna teach this class yeah, i'm so excited for the one student to turn in a paper on the um oh god what is it the getaway car cruel summer midnight rain trilogy <laughs> i'll that. be like instant a plus thank you plus. and good night <laughs> well since you're talking arzu okay <laughs> okay in no like particular order my Five faves are Maroon, Ooh. Midnight Rain, mm-hmm. The Great War, Antihero, and Bigger Than the Whole Sky. And oh. other than Bigger Than the Whole Sky, which I like purely because of just what it is, the first four I acknowledge are because I've seen a lot of fan videos set to those four. <laughs> and it has oh, influenced yes. my brain chemistry. I acknowledge that. but That's true. And then, I don't know, something about the softness of Bigger Than the Whole Sky just like affected me and it's one of the songs where you're like listening like this is nice and then you really listen to it and you're like oh yeah oh my and then like yeah that song is so interesting to see how it has been interpreted by different people in different walks of their life and like i can't wait till we like fully break down this like album track by track to really get into some of like the not like theories because like there's some things that like don't want to theorize on but like just the way that it is impacted listeners in very specific ways. And like, I recently was like exposed to the idea of it being like saying goodbye to like your childhood self that like kind of ties in to the song that's clearly about John Mayer and like those kind, cause it has the same lyrics, 
has the should have could have would have line in it I did notice like, that. the yeah. and that idea of like saying goodbye to your innocence like d- it hit different <laughs> oh yes <laughs> totally agree um so it's i love saying that that's on your top five because it's it's hard to pick a top five from this album it, yeah it's like so hard <laughs> like the rest of you i think when i initially listened to it I, I wasn't like an instant love. I think because we can see like so many influences from across her eras, I couldn't like comfortably settle into the groove of any of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't quite know what's going on. But then like listening to it on shuffle actually helped. Mm. I find because it was kind of like it wasn't letting my brain get used to the strangeness. It was just kind of moving through it. And I'm like, okay. So then I kind of, then I like, came around to the album and started enjoying it when i started pairing tracks from midnights with tracks from other albums um i made that paired like wine and cheese spotify playlist uh, that i'm still like slowly working on that helped me get through some of my weirdnesses with it as well because i think the like transition is so jarring on some of the songs they do not flow together whatsoever and i know that taylor has said that like these are all new songs. Like none of these are vault songs. None of these are like rework songs. I'm like, are you sure? Because some of these sound so distinctly like your previous eras. Like it's very clear the influences of them because they don't flow like one cohesive album, mm-hmm. um, which could just be the Jack Antonoff of it all. Cause I found that sometimes I love the bleachers, but I found sometimes their tracks don't completely flow into each other perfectly. Um, I will say this is a more, this is a more cohesive pop album that she's released in a while. So like, Mm -hmm. I will give her credit there, but yes, I do agree. The transitions between certain songs, it really was, especially on those first two listens, it was very jarring to be like, I feel like you could have placed these in different spots and it would have hit better, but specifically sweet, nothing into mastermind. Yes. Yeah is so jarring especially since it's it's about the same relationship too mm. <laughs> i'm like this is so sweet this one sounds like you're crazy like the different <laughs> the duality <Yeah>. the duality <laughs> uh, the, the duality uh, and last but not least keys like, i actually have an unpopular opinion because i do have one skip oh. song <gasps> Okay, I have, have I have a couple skip songs too. I, I, but I feel like it's a skip song that's just gonna like make you guys X me out. Yes, I'm gonna guess. Okay, do it. Is it question? No. Is it antihero? No. Okay. Is it bejeweled? Yeah. Okay, I could I can see that. I, it, was, I it, it was my first skip that I thought it was gonna be. And skip. then I like tried to rewatch the video to like get myself to like it more, but I was like, this isn't working. But it's so funny because this is the one album where I legitimately can't choose a favorite. Like Usually I can choose my number one and be like, this is my number one. I can't with this. I can't. Like even my top five, I like just erased one and added another one. <laughs> like, this yeah. is not ranked. This is just a group. This it's is just, just a small group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but The Great War, 100%, which is funny because I feel like this album is a lot like 1989, which is my favorite album. And You Are In Love is my favorite song off that album. Mm. And that oh, line yeah. about, now you understand why they lost their minds and fought the wars. And I'm like, you wrote a song about war again? Okay. Um, you're on your own, kid. And specifically that line that says the jokes weren't funny. Yeah. I sobbed. Mm. Sobbed. So when you brought up that TikTok, I'm like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it's about very specific times. And then Maroon, Midnight Rain, 
and mastermind nice love how many mastermind and great war girlies are in this conversation good and i feel like we're in good company here more videos i know i want to see a great war music video i specifically want it to be world war one inspired and i just actually want it to be a movie like a piece music video give me i saw a fan bit uh, of uh, matthew and lady mary from downtown I Abbey. stop I like, oh my can God. you send I that because because i have seen so many downton abbey fan videos and i don't know if it's just because i keep liking them on tiktok and so they keep just re-emerging but i've seen several uh videos made to um Bigger than the whole sky for Sybil and Matthew. All the hair on the back of my neck just stood up. And I've seen anti-hero for Barrow and also you're on your own kid for him as well. And I've also seen Thomas Branson ones with you're on your own kid as well. And I just like, I I, I don't know why this album reignited the Downton Abbey fandom, but I'm thankful for it. Thank you so much. The Downton Abbey girls are like, finally. Yeah, finally. They're like a great war song. (laughs) Also, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there was an immediate like influx of Haladriel videos with different songs off of Midnight's like Midnight Rain, Mastermind. I was uh, was losing my mind watching those. Uh, Yeah. Kept me in my feels. I need to go check again because there's so many three yeah. four days since i last creeped the tag with videos yes I and i don't know how many of you were harry potter girlies specifically the marauders girlies uh because there's some great war like the you know the old school group of marauders that yeah. we've like grown up ben barnes is always going to be serious black i do not care um yeah. that is serious black but they've been making great war to that song because there used to be a conspiracy theory that there was a specific um Remus and Sirius fic that people used to joke was written by Taylor Swift because the username was like had 1989 in it and it had been around for a really really long time and it's a really long really good fanfic that is all about like their relationship during the Great War and there are like quotes within this fic that sound very much like Taylor Swift songs that came after it (laughs) so it's been a long it's been like five years of this conspiracy at least give us your warner please when the 3 a.m album came out and this song came out like within like maybe three hours like around 6 7 a.m on like the following day i kept seeing tiktoks of people being like did she just confirm that she's the author of it was like immediately everybody was like wait a second oh, uh, so taylor drop your ao3 we know you're out there let us know how you're doing. It's been a while since I think update it. Uh, but it's just, it's so funny to me, like how quickly a new Taylor Swift album drops and how quickly the fan videos happen. I don't see it for any other bands. It does not happen this way. That's why the idea of her not producing more yeah. music does make me sad because it means creativity will be at an all time low. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, midnight and then uh, 3 a.m. and I woke up like at 7 8 a.m and there was already a mastermind fan bit of that becca and it's like oh my god so okay bad. but actually drop that drop that to me that oh totally my god. You, you need to send that in the in the, group. the chat yeah yes i saw a jamie tart one too you're on your own kid oh and it made me feel so many things 
I just want to hug him. I love Jamie Torrance so much. I was like, baby, it's okay. You have friends. You're okay now. You're not all Roy alone. Roy hugged you. <laughs> Roy hugged you. That should be everything. Oh. Uh, but I just, uh, I just love that her songs just make people write fanfics and make fan videos and they all almost always suit my personal tastes so I, I just have to thank the creatives for that um but now I guess we need to talk about the two music videos that have dropped uh because I have been sitting here dying of anticipation to hear the conspiracy theory crazy theory I don't know what kind of theory <laughs> we're getting ready to hear uh that Arzu has for us okay oh I so for context i was re-watching bejeweled before we recorded this and i texted everybody saying i hope you're ready i have a crazy theory so at the ball whatever when the queen is there so the, the queen is on her throne and i looked up to see who this woman is and i saw in the credits it's pat mcgrath the makeup artist who recently oh. collabed with bridgerton cool we're gonna put a pin in that Beside the queen, there is a portrait of a handsome man who, if you squint, looks like Reggae Jean Page. Again, Bridgerton. And I'm like, okay, Pat McGrath, Reggae Jean Page, we got a Bridgerton vibe going on in this one shot. So I'm like, okay. But then also the loose plot of this video is a Cinderella story, but it's just the beginning. And if you're a Bridgerton girly, you know, book three or season four, depending, is a Cinderella story. And I'm like, what if we introduce Sophie in season three of Bridgerton? Is this Taylor telling us that Ooh. she's doing an instrumental cover for Bridgerton? Like this, this was the rabbit hole down which I descended. And I decided. You just took my finicky heart and just like squeezed it right now. Yes. Are you kidding me? I'm so, broken. I don't know if this is like a season four thing that she's like way teasing in advance or if like season three that they're shooting right now is going to have a Taylor cover and like this is where we meet Sophie or if this is just kind of what like felt right for Taylor. But I'm like, is this a Bridgerton collab confirmed? Because you're on your own kid. kid for oh my God. Like, I was just here to say like you're on your own kid would fit. Actually. Sophie Beckett. So 100%. Also... Also, the string quartet that always does the covers and stuff, they yes. definitely liked different Taylor Swift things and did eye emojis on, like, is this, like, are we going to get Midnight's in the new season? I would love if the lady in silver walked into that ball to a, a string cover of uh, Bejeweled. Um, and yes. that's where the season ends. Yes, <gasps> that oh is goodness. where I want it to end, where it's confirmed. Like, con I also want Sophie to be in that season the whole time, and we don't see her until the ball, and that's where it ends. I could go on my Bridgerton uh, soapbox for days, but Arzu, I, I love this theory too much. Oh I didn't gosh. mean to Bridgerton tangent it, but I just thought, <gasps> huh, that guy looks like Reggae Jean Page. Funny, I guess Taylor's a Bridgerton girly. And then during the credits, it was like the queen, Pat McGrath. I'm like, Wait, mm, wait. interesting. And then that's where it all spiraled. I am officially broke. obsessed with this. So fingers crossed. This is very fingers unofficial, crossed. very big guess. But yeah, that's my bejeweled music video theory. I was just satisfied with the confirmed is speak now her next one because of the um, enchantment. 
the, oh. for the enchanted at the beginning, the dragon at the end for long live, and then the uh, elevator with the, the elevator color. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, she presses can- three in the elevator too. She does press three, and the yeah. the last floor is purple. 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 I was just satisfied with that, but this conspiracy theory just ma- takes that to a new level. And it's also my favorite music video, so that's just it's yeah. perfect. It is such a fun music video because it covers so much. I also personally love that it had Dita Von Tess in it. Like, I lost yes. my mind over that. Uh, it has actually wounded me deeply and made me feel very old that there were people on TikTok who were like, Oh my god, that was that lady that was in Don't Worry Darling. That's so wild that they're both in this. And I'm like, you don't you don't know who Dita is? And they're like, maybe oh she's god. a clue. Maybe this is like a Harry Styles collab. And I'm like, no, 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 no this is what? Taylor Swift wanting to do. This is Taylor um, Swift wanting to do a very specific burlesque performance that only Dita owns the rights to. So of course she's going to be in the music video with her. And also, Taylor Swift is a millennial. Like, we grew up loving grew up Dita. Yeah. yeah. Like, it pained me. I felt very, 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 very old. When I, I did not research like, like, who somebody oh is. They're like, oh wow. my god, I don't know who this lady is. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. It's crazy. And the reason she's in Don't Worry Darling is because they did the iconic burlesque thing that she owns the rights to. It's like, this is why she appears. But it pains me greatly. Um, I know. I was stunned that she was in it. I know we saw like the the cast list or whatever and knew that she was going to be in it, but I was still like, I said, wow. <laughs> like I was gobsmacked. Uh, and that whole routine was just like fantastic and like so fun. And that whole look also felt very reputation Taylor to me in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Uh, so I was living for that. And that's why this music video is so fascinating to me because it, Seems to play upon all of her eras all at once. Yeah. Because uh, I even felt some, like, debut-ish vibes for some of it. Just, like, looks and, like, feels. And then, you like, the final scene with, like, the dragon. And, like, you see the little magical witch coven down in the, the corner. And you have the long pond. And, like, you just... It felt like a little bit of everything. Also, Jack Antonoff is hilarious in this. His little prince was just like, just killed me. I love this. I didn't think I was going to like it at first because I was like, this seems like way too much. But the more I sat with it, the more I was like, I actually love this music video. Also, shout out Laura Dern. Just being phenomenal as as like an evil stepmother. I'm just like, the I live for uh, any appearance of Laura Dern being Mm -hmm. fabulous and fantastic. So, yes. And I love that she chose to do this because her daughters would like disown her otherwise (laughs) (laughs) she's like of course i had to say yes nice so any other thoughts feelings reactions easter eggs that you think nobody else has brought up yet for the music videos or just in general bejeweled for bejeweled or for the other music video for anti-hero i have Um, a lot of feelings about (laughs) anti-hero i thought her I thought her Dita look when she was doing the burlesque made me think of Wildest Dreams a little yes. bit. Yes. Like just tying yeah. into like all the eras. Yes. I always thought her look in Wildest Dreams looked very Dita-ish. So it was nice to see that kind of come full circle there. 
can't wait till 1989 her version like I, mm -hmm. I, keep, I need it. I think I'm ready for it but no I'm not I ready for the, the vault tracks I want oh, the deluxe we're recording 1989 because like he's my favorite song off that album is you're in love so I need that so I can stop feeling guilty for streaming it. I also need that to be re-recorded so that I don't have to associate it with the fact that it was written about wasn't you can associate associate it with associate it with my wasn't book. that the one Instead that was of about, about Lena Dunham? Yeah, I was going to say Lena Dunham. Like, Wait, don't associate it with her. Associate it with my book. Yeah, yeah that song was written about Jack and Lena. No, it wasn't. which we're changing the script. Yeah, okay? that's why I need to re-record it so I can like disassociate from that completely and be like, no, actually, she's singing about her current like relationship. That's exactly what she's singing about. She's not singing about no, <laughs> like she was singing about her current relationship. Yes. She, she was like foreseeing. Yeah, was already. She was exactly. manifesting, okay? She yeah, was manifesting. Exactly. Okay. I know this is a this is a tangent. What is up with the manifest? What? The, on her thing that she put out, her little schedule that told us all the things that were coming. Oh yeah. She had manifest written there. Oh, there has been nothing about this album has said anything about manifest. It's not a secret lyric. What are we supposed to be manifesting? Is she a secret manifest fan? I've just watched the entire series. So maybe I don't know. Uh, is she going to have like an album? Is she going to appear on it? Like it, what? what's happening? Uh, what is the man? What is the manifest? What are we manifesting? Taylor tickets? More Tell us. That More the top 10 spot on the billboard top 100 or whatever like i don't know what what could she be manifesting she's torturing me that's <sighs> that's what she's doing i don't know i just i don't know maybe i'm i don't want to go back to my conspiracy of like karma is a secret album manifest is a secret album like are these are these just <laughs> weird alternative track names I have so many questions. I just, I, she does nothing on accident. And I'm like, what is this? She is truly what? a mastermind. She yeah, is. She is a mastermind. I do have to say, when we get the 1989 re record, I hope that Aaron Dressner is involved with some of the music. Please. Because yeah. I really prefer, I love Jack Antonoff, I love the Bleachers. Um, but I, I prefer Aaron Dressner's yeah. touch on some of her songs. And like, I think that's why I really enjoyed The Great War so much because it had the vibes that I liked from her previous collaborations with him. Um, and I feel like 1989, some of the tracks on it and hopefully the vault tracks would really benefit from his touch on them. So that's my manifestation. I'm manifesting that. Yes. Um, I, I just still can't wrap my head around the idea that we're having so many, like, there's still so many re-records out there. And we will probably hear all of them on the tour next year. So I think, like, it just, it's surreal to me. Um, but I did want to talk about Antihero because the music video was very controversial for the silliest of reasons um very sad that she had to edit the music video i didn't actually know you could edit music videos once they were already up on youtube it's not youtube it's on the okay. purchased version on apple music oh the per oh, i didn't know you could still buy music videos on oh or maybe it's not like i don't know because i watch everything on youtube but yeah i watch everything on, on youtube apple, too. not on youtube 
I saw the article about it and I was like, why are we doing this to somebody who had an eating disorder? Yeah. Um, I like that personally. Cause it hit me like ton of bricks. Yeah. Cause it doesn't matter what's on the scale. It's always going to be a specific feeling that you're going to get yeah. when you step on it. Uh, I did not expect to get walloped in the face uh, with the feels that that made me feel watching that. But I loved anti-hero and the way that she portrayed the different versions of herself. And it was just a fascinating little look inside of her head and how she reconciles like public persona, the persona that people believe she is and then who she actually is. Um, and I loved that the ghosts were like her albums <laughs> like you had red and you had debut and i can't remember what the third one was off the top of my head right now reputation i guess maybe speaking it wasn't speaking now it was like it was red debut and somebody figure out what the third one was but i love the notion of that i thought that was very cute i'm very thankful that she came out with some like really quick and easy halloween costume ideas with bed sheets and <laughs> yes. shaped sunglasses um i just i love that also giant taylor was kind of hilarious to me and a big mood it was such a oh mood. yes the, like as somebody who is six feet tall um the granted i do think the lyric sexy baby is a little weird but thank um, you like the you feel everybody is a certain way and you're the monster on the hill i felt very much when all of your friends are like five five and below which is no longer the case but it was for a long time that like everybody and it was so much shorter than me that i really didn't feel like a monster most of the time i'm like oh i felt that okay Arzu, you were the first time I no longer felt like a monster on the hill. Because <laughs> I'm yes. a monster now. <laughs> like, it was the first oh. time I was like, oh my gosh, I finally have, like, a female friend who is taller than me, and I'm not the giantess among my, like, small hobbiton <laughs> collection of friends. <laughs> I felt that way for so long. I, re I related to that so quickly. I was just like, oh yeah, Taylor as a tall queen gets this. She gets absolutely gets it. And it was so interesting to see people being like, why does she feel that way? She's tall and skinny and beautiful. And I'm like, you don't understand what it's like. It doesn't matter what the world thinks you look like. You, you feel a certain way. It does not matter. You are going to compare your body to every other body. Uh, it's like the lyric in the other song. Uh, what is it? Uh, better bodies at, like that. Like mm -hmm. it's, there's so much of those insecurities. It does not matter how fit, how beautiful, how tall, how short, how anything. Like there's just a, a way that you feel about yourself. And I felt like anti-hero captured that so perfectly. And it's such a funny song to have these like really complex emotions within because it's like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's so upbeat. And the fact yeah. that it's like, yeah, yeah, I am actually the problem. I am the problem in this situation because of like my own psyche. And it's like, it's such a fun song, but it's also a very deep song. And that's, I, I think that's why that's ended up becoming my favorite. Cause I'm like, yeah, I relate to this a little more than I want to. <laughs> Cause like, who wants to admit that they are the problem? But, you know, acceptance yeah. and admittance is like half the battle. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Um, also, the first time I heard the song, I think. Nicole, who has unfortunately not been able to join us today, I think I texted her and I told her that this song reminded, reminded me of Bruce Wayne and the Batman. <laughs> I like that you thought that vigilante shit was going to be the bat, the Batman song, and it wound up being anti-hero. <laughs> because, like, 
you know he feels like the monster on the hill. He he, he feels that way. Like he sits in his like little fancy house is falling apart and he is the problem. Well, yeah, I mean and and I do feel like there is I this is my agenda. I plan to talk about a bat cat influence on this entire album. And really it's because Zoe Zoe Kravitz was involved. With yes, I don't remember what episode I brought it up on, but I did talk about it on this podcast that I felt like her talking about Zoe Kravitz, and we know they have been friends for a long time. There's pictures from when she and Joe were just like in their early days of quote unquote being friends, and her and like the squad went to the Bowery or whatever, and it was like Zoe Kravitz and Dakota Johnson and Joe Alwyn. So I'm just saying she's been around, she's been in the picture for a while, but when she posted about watching the Batman in a private screening room, mind you, because she took a picture of the screen. And it was very clear that they're in a very small theater. So it was somebody's house. Nice. I was like, mm, we're getting a Batcat song. We're getting a Catwoman song. We're getting a Batman music. I wasn't wrong. Technically we did get Zoe Kravitz co-writing Lavender Haze, which is a strange one to, to co-write. I'll be oh, yeah. looking at, I have, the list of all the people who wrote that song too many people were involved in this track <laughs> too many cooks way too many cooks you have taylor yeah. swift jack antonoff zoe kravitz mark spears i don't even know who mark spears is uh jayhan sweet and sam do i don't know who these people are i thank them for nope. it i guess but uh too many cooks <laughs> too many cooks in that kitchen um that's why I hope the music video redeems Lavender Haze because it it is not a skip, but it is not like the one that I seek out when I need like an instant Midnight's Fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I was a little disappointed hearing Lavender Haze being the top track, which I also have a love-hate relationship with her opening tracks on all of her albums, but I love Lavender as a color, as a flavor. I was ready for this to be like, I was ready to be in Lavender Haze. And unfortunately, it didn't. But my friend just sent me a recipe for Lavender Haze tea. And Ooh. so maybe that is what will redeem it for me. Oh, I love that. I put lavender in my London fogs. So you Ooh. should try lavender with London Nice. Fogs. I've had that at Starbucks and I do recommend it. Adding it to the list. There you go. Just got to like inundate yourself with all of this lavender to get into the haze. Mm-hmm. That's um, also the version of the, the vinyl that I have, though. I do, too. The That's the one that I have as well. <laughs> but I do love that song a lot, weirdly. And I'm mm-hmm. the, in the same boat. Like, I usually don't like her opening songs. But Lavender the- Haze weirdly works for me. Mm-hmm. the only opening track that i think i love like right out of the gate was are you ready for it mm. on reputation is that instant like you know this album's not going to be like any other but i do think that that was partially because i was in rhode island this week five years ago when reputation dropped and it was like i had dro- driven by like where her house was where she always, always has like the fourth of july things and stuff and like so i was really in my taylor swift vibes when that album dropped and i was like in a really nice hotel and like living for that like i'm in rhode island i'm in a, a land of taylor swift listening to this album um but yeah i'm in the same boat i usually don't like the opening tracks and i was like kind of iffy on this like like i said at the top of this episode like i was very iffy the first time i listened to this album which yeah is not how i typically am with taylor <laughs> music and yeah, it scared me 
I'm like, I'm not even kidding. It scared me because I was like, what if I don't like this album? <gasps> yeah. Like, what if I have to lie to yeah. myself? Like, no, it scared me. And then I thought maybe I'm just grumpy because I stayed up until. <laughs> well, I felt so I, I was very, very foolish. I went to bed at nine, set my alarm to wake me up at midnight, woke up at midnight, listened to the album, set my alarm for 3 a.m., went back to sleep, woke up at 3 a.m. Dang. Man. And then was like, what is the surprise? And then it was like, oh, it's more music. <laughs> listen to the album again at first thought there's no new tracks on this album because i like just blindly hit spotify and just like let it play and then i was like oh this is new music i actually like this better and then it's like mm-hmm. slowly warmed up to this album uh which is interesting it's just a different era to, yeah. to have to work myself into liking an album mm-hmm. i actually i was I, I can't remember where i was the night it came out or what i was doing but I really wanted to listen to something. So the first song I actually listened to was just Midnight Rain. Mm, like I oh. literally was like, where is the track with Midnight? Click that, listen to it, loved it immediately. And I was like, I can't wait to go back. And I think I was watching Ticket to Paradise now that I think about it. <laughs> so after I finished, that's, I listened to Midnight Rain and then got home and I listened to the rest. So I, re- I love that song right from the back. Oh, I love Midnight Rain. As soon as I realized it was Hiddle Swiftish, I was like, collect- putting this into my getaway car, cruel summer little coll- collection here. The trilogy also- became a trilogy. It became yeah. a trilogy. Thank you, and it was a satisfying end. I also like High Infidelity. I know Meredith. Oh. Yes, her love for High Infidelity. Okay, so are we in agreement that this is about her period of time with Calvin? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I was like, I keep seeing conflicting theories on this, but I think it's the Calvin Harris into Tom Hiddleston into Joe yep. Alwyn, like kind of mess. Mm-hmm. Also, 29th was when um, her, the track that she wrote for him and Rihanna published. Um. Like, a- like specifically April 29th was the date. So that that's what that was. Yeah. Okay. At least that's what I think it was. See, I wrote in my notes here. I'm like, part of the reason why this is on my top five is like taylor where were you on april 29th i need to know um and also some of my favorite like tracks off of or like uh lyrics from the album are in this song too but yeah i i'm very much in the boat i think this is about calvin harris and that that messy period of time um but I guess it worked out in the end because I got the song out of it. So exactly, you know, and I your love best into art. I love that both this and I forgot you existed are still so vague that he can't say specifically that this is indeed about him. I saw somebody on TikTok say that Taylor and Calvin, like in terms of astrology. Taylor and Taylor and Calvin have almost the same star signs all the way down, except for when their like actual births are. So like what they were born under is mm-hmm. almost the same. So like Taylor should know exactly what would drive him crazy. And it's it's this, because like this the what she's doing, the way she frames her songs, so it's it's still ambiguous enough that like mm-hmm. there's no name drops, no specific moments, like things like that. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just I would love for that man to just feel. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. A little bit crazy for the rest of his life. He's got a conspiracy. Uh, Gordy's trying to piece it together, and everyone's like, "No, a hundred percent, no, hundred percent." But yeah, I love that song. That song, instant hit for me. Mm-hmm. 
So do we feel like we've talked about everything that we can with Midnight's? Do we feel like we've missed? I would like to mention one song that yes. it's also, I mean, it's hard to choose because it depends on the moment. That, but for example, Karma. Yes. I felt that it was really interesting that the, uh, the album was released and everything <laughs> that happened with this guy <laughs> happened ah. with Kanye West. Mm. And it's like, oh my God, it was makes perfect sense, that song. The timing could not have been better. Like. Yes. God's timing is always right. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to give a shout out to Paris, which is a song I have to be in the mood for. Mm -hmm. If I'm not in the mood, I will skip it. But when I am in the mood for it, it's such a bubbly little track. And I absolutely love the line. I want to brainwash you into loving me. (laughs) Relatable. Because, yeah, it is so relatable that like. I don't know. It's just such a happy little tune. Unless I'm like in a gloomy bitch mood, then I'm like, no, we're not listening to this. But yeah. I feel like Question is really underrated too. Same. Question. That song. I also, think Dear Reader is underrated as oh, well. Oh, yes. Dear, Dear Reader is the song that had me convinced that this was in- indeed like the end of an era because it felt like she was talking to us. Mm-hmm. And it made me hurt a lot. <laughs> But it's such a good song. Also, a uh, good mention. Uh, shout out to Snow on the Beach. Yeah, <laughs> been a lot that of was, beach. That's a grower that on me. That show. grew on me over time. Yes, yes. Oh, I love the melody of it. It's such a good song to drive to. Mm-hmm. And so much good fan beats. Maggie sent me a Rebel Captain one that I'm still trying to get over it because it's so beautiful. Okay, it was that perfect. one in the group chat too? Please. I can I throw that in. That. Yes. Um, okay. I want to go on my soapbox really quickly about what have, could have, should have, because the mind on Taylor Swift for this song, it's it's unfair how she crafted this, how she dropped this. And this is why I think Speak Now is next, because this is the precursor to her version of Dear John. Like, John Mayer, you should be in Montana for as long as you can right now because it's only going to get worse. What it could have, should have, is the 19th song off of this album. She was 19 years old uh, when she was with John Mayer. John Mayer was 32 when Taylor wrote Dear John, and Taylor Swift is 32 and she dropped this song. It's unreal. Just the... She is a mastermind for dropping us the way that she did, the way that she lays into him again. I am like Jake Gyllenhaal is like patting himself on the back that like (laughs) all too well has moved on. It's John Mayer roast season and I am here for it. And I like John Mayer's songs a lot, but like and especially their song, Half of My Heart, that came out. So I can't good. listen to it the same way, but it's oh, yeah. such a good song. It's so good. I am ready for more diss tracks on John is, Mayer. Is John Mayer not once again dating a 19-year-old? Oh, yeah. He totally to- is. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. This is what's even crazier, though, because the Lavender Haze thing is, like, the alluded to in Mad Men, and Kieran mm-hmm. Shipka was in Mad Men, and, and now he's... And I like he's Kieran. not afraid enough. 
He's not. He's not afraid enough. No. Why are men? Why are men? <laughs> yeah. And and it's Don so Mayer, funny because I have seen some of her co-workers from Sabrina making jokes about the like the situation in a way like this was this was not a guidebook like i've seen (laughs) certain ones on tiktok allude to it and it's just i'm like can you just call her up and be like girly what are you doing stay away from this creep clearly he loves and again taylor swift's you know your exes like stay the same age as me which is just so special so special but i do want to circle back to question because I did not initially like Question. I thought it was a strange song. But then I heard somebody do the, like, it's friends talking. Like, can I ask you a question? Did you mm-hmm. ever, like, and the way that that changed how the song sounded to me has now made it a song that I, like, seek out when mm-hmm. I get a, like, earworm mm-hmm. in my head. And I'm like, I need to, I need to hear this again. And, again, it's TikTok because people are, like, take playing with sound bites and they become earworms and then i'm like oh this becomes an instant hit for me because i i can't stop can i ask you a question (laughs) yeah there's a song that none of you have mentioned and i'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on this what do you think about labyrinth i I was gonna talk about that one i was like she's gonna say labyrinth i love that song i love it and it's uh just the the three those three lines of the chorus that is I mean, it says, oh, oh, I've fallen in love. I've fallen in love again. It's mm-hmm. realization, fear, and acceptance in three lines. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. beautiful. And that's another one that when you break it down and look at it being like, oh, no, I'm falling in love. Oh, no, I'm falling. Like, the, the inflection of it, like, how mm-hmm. you, like, how she's packaged it is so fascinating. Like, I yeah. love how many of these songs feel like Paris is another one. Mm-hmm. where it feels like a conversation mm-hmm. and like I like that it's different it's not like any of her other songs except for I think it was one of her tracks that never made it onto an album that was like phrase like that I can't remember which one it is I should have put this down in my notes um, but I like that she's she's playing with this kind of like more conversational music mm-hmm but yeah, Labyrinth is a solid one. Not a top five today. Could be a top five tomorrow. Exactly. I've never been in love, so I can't can't relate to that realization. I I mean, I've I've been in the kind of love where you're like, oh my god, I saw this really hot guy. I've already pictured our entire life together. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of that. <laughs> it's a good ship song. It is a great yeah, ship like song. For a good sailing mm-hmm. ship. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I need it. I think I need a good fan video in order to move Labyrinth higher for me right now. Because I do love the ending of that song, but some of the musical choices in there are a a bit off for like the lyrics she's going for. But if I get a good, uh, if I get a good ship video, then I can be turned on to it. Same. If somebody finds one, let's, let's help convert us into Labyrinth believers. (laughs) But I mean, there's just and glitch. We haven't talked about glitch, glitch at all. That's right. Just, just sent you one. <laughs> the fact that she Amazing. had that Spotify thing that had a glitch in it. Yeah. Do you remember the gl- the glitch oh, in, in the Spotify? Of course, it's Ted Becker. Of course, it's Ted Becker. But I love, I love glitch. 
The glitch it's is so a good. fun, different sounding song, and it's very fun to me. Is there any others that we haven't talked about? There, I feel like we talked about most of them. Did I think we talk one. about Vigilant? We did. We talked about Vigilant. Vigilant yeah. shit. Oh, we haven't talked about Hits Different because did any of us buy the Target oh. version? Oh, <laughs> no. I don't have it. And I, again, Taylor Swift, why do you hate Canadians? Why do you hate people not <laughs> in America? No chance. However, I have been told that it will be released most likely in the new year because apparently most of like the Target exclusives have like a three to six month like exclusivity clause and then they show up on Spotify and Apple Music. So fingers crossed it's soon because I, I would like to listen to that. So it should have been. <laughs> I want to listen to The Great War on vinyl. I'm not asking for much here. I don't know why she did not release that. It, there's some interesting choices in terms of re- the release of music this time. But I feel like Extended usually just isn't released on vinyl. I'm like, I would pay it more. Should be. Give it to me. I will give you more money. Like, I will buy another CD. Yeah. Yeah. Have that, like, take me, like, blood maroon red. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Did anybody buy any other than Knight's merch? No. Everybody was Not yet. I'm just kind of waiting at this point. Yeah. I feel like tour, tour merch is what I'm waiting oh, yeah. for. Yeah. If the holiday shop is any inclination, I think we're going to be inundated with merchandise at the tour. And I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. <laughs> I need an outfit. I dressed up with a daisy choker the last time and I went for Darling, I'm a Nightmare dressed like a Daydream kind of vibes mm. because that was the era I was mm. in personally for Reptor where I was like slowly coming into like being more of a Daydream while having this Rep vibe underneath. Uh, but I need to figure out what era I want to be. I, I mentioned this to my mother and she goes, are you going to dress up like a freak to this concert? I'm like, honey, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people dressed up like whole clocks. So just, clocks. just wait for it. <laughs> I said, we have not had a Taylor Swift concert since 2018. We have been locked in our houses mm-hmm. for most yes. of that time. People our date is out. also August. So as much as I wish I could do like folklore, mm. oversized coats not in california not in california but i still so that's the thing i still want to find a way to do either folklore or evermore for eras but i also i love debut so like do i just like go all in on country here thankfully we have time like but also like I just need to get the tickets first. Yeah, Once the tickets are purchased, then I can like spend Think the rest of the time being like, what era am I going for crafting this perfect outfit? I know. I have a hotel room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Don't have tickets yet, but I do have a hotel room. Um, I know the ticketing is stressing me out. I'm happy for my, cause she decided that she hates the Washington DC area. Um, I know why it's because we don't have a stadium and the FedEx is a nightmare and I wouldn't go there either. Um, however, that's where I saw her for rep tour. So all of the Eastern seaboard is basically going to have to go to Philadelphia and fight all of the Pennsylvania Swifties, which personally 
if there are any Pennsylvania Swifties listening right now, I'm very sorry for what I'm about to say, but y'all can go to New Jersey. Please let, please let us, all of us that are coming from North Carolina upwards, please let us have at least two of the Philly dates. Please. You have New Jersey. It is across the river. I know it's New Jersey. I know you're fighting with New York, but give us this. New York already has a lot of issues that they're having to go to New Jersey. So I'm like, it's not that bad. I was like, it's not that bad. Just go to New Jersey. I'm staying in New Jersey for this, but I, the New Jersey dates don't work for me. So I'm like, can you guys just these states? Oh, New Jersey and Philadelphia are, it's across the river. So once you get up to mid Atlantic and that kind of area, they're all relatively close together. You can just and like Philadelphia is not even that far from where I presently am right now. It's like a three and a half hour drive. Mm -hmm. It's not far, but I'm like, can you just, just give us two of the four dates. She added dates on, just give us something. Yeah. We need it. We're all suffering. I don't want to go to Nashville. Like, no offense to Tennessee. I just don't want to. That's a much farther drive over the mountains. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> just give me Philly. Uh, and, of course, I'm wanting to go to Philly on the 13th, which I feel like it's a 13. It's not because of the 13. It just happens to be a Saturday. And I have to drive up after work on Friday. So I'm like, can you guys just be be kind to us, please? She's abandoned everybody <laughs> south of Mason-Dixon. Um <laughs> But I, I can't wait to see what concerts we all get to go to. I can't wait to see all of us celebrating this week that we got tickets. Uh, I will be I, celebrating for you. Yes, please celebrate for us. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited um, for all of us to get to see Taylor in concert, either for the first time or again. And I can't wait to talk with each of you again as we come back and revisit specific tracks from Midnight's. And look at them and how they connect to previous eras in Taylor's life, uh, songs that we think may have influenced them. And of course, to absolutely tear into John Mayer, which, you know, (laughs) is one of my favorite hobbies. Been doing that since since they dated. Uh, Homeboy's trash. And that is okay. We're going to take him out. Um, (laughs) And I just I'm so happy that. The five of us got to come together and talk about tonight's episode uh, and unleash all of our midnight feelings because this is such an album that evokes so many emotions because she just she has a song for everything for the abandoned kids for the the happily romanced kids (laughs) to those of us that are just single pringles so <laughs> she's given us a little bit of everything. And those of us who are still mad, uh, grown men who preyed on us when we were teenagers. <laughs> so thank you for that, Taylor. Um, and thank you listeners for joining us today. You've been listening to Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast on the Geeky Waffle. You can follow me over at Maggie of the Town while Twitter still exists. Uh, and you can also follow a Taylor Swift pod over there as well. Uh, eventually, I will assume that we will be making a migration to the great land of Tumblr, where you can already find me as Maggie of the Town on there. Where can folks find you, Arzu? So while we have Twitter, you can find me there at Arzu Amin. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr at Arzu D2 if you are so inclined. Meredith? Well, t- 
while Twitter still exists, you can find me at Meredith Loftus. Um, but you can also find me on Instagram at Meredith Loftus as well. Um, I do have a letterbox that I should probably start doing something with. I am not on Tumblr. Um, yes. But I'm also – yet, we'll yet. It's going to happen eventually. It just came like a decade or two too late. So, mm. you know, we're working on it. But, yeah, that's where you can find me as of now. And Norhal, where can folks find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Norhal. And Instagram, again, also as Norhal Music. And, yeah. Excellent. And you should listen to all of her beautiful Taylor Swift covers. Mm -hmm. well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Working right now on Midnight Songs. Yes. Yay. And Geese, last but not least, where can find people find you? I don't want Twitter to go away ever. I know. Uh, <laughs> Sunny Sophia everywhere. Not that original. And Lady Geeks Pod. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, check out Lady Geeks Pod. Yes. yes. Romance. Until we meet at midnight. <laughs> <laughs>